Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports and Other But Sports with Kent Sterling for Monday, August 19th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. If you want a great dentist, you call Dr. Mike O'Neill. If you don't want a great dentist, then you don't call Dr. Mike O'Neill. But you want a great dentist, right? 317-849-2933. Call him today. The Indianapolis Colts are not practicing. They're going to practice tomorrow. There will be a media availability tomorrow, so we'll be there tomorrow. There will be another one Wednesday, another one Thursday. The way this week lays out, it's kind of like a regular season week. All right, they go from Saturday to Saturday, seven days between games. That's just like the regular season during most weeks. Frank Reich, very excited about this because they get to approximate the rhythm of a week, a regular season week, and they get to do it in the preseason. Last year, it didn't work out that way. This year, it does. Tomorrow, is Andrew Luck going to go? That's all the media is going to care about. It's all you care about. And you're right to have that be the only thing that you care about because that is the only thing that we don't know right now that's going to affect whether this is a competitive Indianapolis Colts team or not. That's the deal. If Luck plays, this is a potential Super Bowl team. If he doesn't play, this is not a playoff team. That's the way it goes in the NFL. The quarterback is that important to the success of your team. Is Quentin Nelson going to go this week? If Quentin Nelson goes, then we would expect the running game to kind of take a jump forward. You lose a guy like Quentin Nelson, it's going to affect your ability to run the football, ability to protect the quarterback. You need that offensive line to be whole. If it's whole on Saturday, we're going to get a pretty good look at what this team actually can be from an offensive perspective. Defensively, I thought they were pretty good on Saturday night. They gave up 21 points, but that's okay. You know what? This is the preseason. They got a lot of look at a lot of different guys. EJ Speed, another week where he led the team in defensive reps. We'll see starting tomorrow what kind of a team we're going to see at Lucas Oil Stadium Saturday night against the Chicago Bears. I can't wait. I hate the Bears. The Bears just drive me nuts. And it's not really the Bears as much as it is Bear fans because they are idiots, stone-cold idiots. I don't know why. Like Cleveland people last week, they came to town. They're big-time idiots. Bears fans, they're big-time idiots. They believe, they have bet down 
they and Browns fans both, coincidentally, they have bet down the Super Bowl odds for their teams to where their teams, the Browns and the Bears, are, are virtual favorites to go to the Super Bowl, according to Vegas. That's not an approximation of the quality of the team. What that is is a, a response, the odds going down, a response to the amount of money bet on the Browns and bet on the Bears. Chicago fans going out to Vegas, putting down a few ducats or a few uh, a few bucks on their Bears team. Same thing with the Browns. Neither team has a, has a chance at all to go to the Super Bowl. None. Zero. And I'll give you the two reasons. Mitch Trubisky and Baker Mayfield. Neither right now are Super Bowl quarterbacks. I don't think Trubisky's ever going to be. I think Mayfield's got a chance to be a guy who can play at an elite level in the NFL. Trubisky, I, I just don't see it. Any, if you're one of the boobs who's gone out to Vegas and put money down, or within your own state now that there's uh, you know sports wagering that's legal elsewhere, if you bet the Bears or the Browns to go to the Super Bowl, you may as well light your money on fire. Um, you got Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is the perfect wide receiver. He's got great hands. He, he's got great legs. He understands how to get open. He's a savant where it comes to football. In every other discipline of life, the guy is a complete nut. All right, so here you've got this guy. He goes and gets cryo treatment in France during the offseason, and he suffers from frostbite to his feet because he didn't wear the right footwear when he got the treatment. Then he comes back, and despite knowing for a full year that his helmet is not going to be able to be used during the 2019 NFL season, he still thinks that he's going to be able to. He shows up with a helmet, wants to play with it. He's making us think about it. Here's my thought about what's going on with Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is one of the few interesting people in the Oakland Raiders organization, and they're featured on HBO's Hard Knocks. You need some kind of a narrative to drive viewers to that show. John Gruden, not enough. Mike Mayock, certainly not enough. Antonio Brown and the helmet thing, you know what? If he's got feet that aren't going to allow him to play in the preseason and won't allow him to practice at full speed, you got to have something for us to watch. This whole drama about the helmet, I think, is a gambit to get viewers for hard knocks. I think that that's what they've done. This is a great branding opportunity for the Oakland Raiders, but only if people watch, right? People are watching because of Antonio Brown. If not for Antonio Brown and the whole helmet thing, driving Sports Center conversation and in first take conversation throughout the ESPN day, what the hell is going to drive viewers to watch some deal about the Oakland Raiders? Name me five other guys on the Raiders team. Derek Carr, I give you that one. Now, all right, name another four players on the Raiders. Da, 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 eh, you're wrong. It, time's up. You, you, don't get the, uh, you don't get the cookie. You don't get the $20,000. You don't get the, the bag of popcorn or the, uh, the video game console. You get nothing, no prizes whatsoever, because you don't know, and we don't know. Any of the Oakland Raiders other than Derek Carr. We know Carr. We know uh, Gruden. We know Mayock. 
And we know Antonio Brown. And the only guy who's interesting among those, you got Gruden, who's a, a good communicator. But really, Antonio Brown is the only guy nutty enough to draw eyeballs to hard knocks. So I think they've concocted this whole helmet nonsense in order to build ratings for that show, which can be really interesting or really boring. It's been so boring that they're showing the guys do other stuff. They got guys going horseback riding. They got guys swimming with their families. Who the hell cares? Why would we want to watch? Why do I want to watch a guy like Derek Carr sitting at his pool with his wife and his kids and watch them swim? It's like watching other people vacation. I have no interest in that. I want to see football, but I want to see football played by people I know. They don't have any, and so here you go. We've explained it several times. You've got Antonio Brown and the whole helmet issue. Uh, Twelve days before the opener, and Tom Allen says he hadn't made a quarterback decision yet. I don't know what this is. I don't know what the transfer rules are. Once you start going to class and, and that academic clock starts for a season, does that make it more difficult for a guy to transfer? I, there's got to be some kind of pragmatic reason for the delay of this decision. Because at this point, you've had a bunch of practices. They've been going since August 1st or August 2nd. So you've got about two and a half weeks of watching these guys play. And if at this point you don't know which is your starting quarterback, you got a serious problem. Either you have a problem where neither of these guys are worthy, and I'm talking about Michael Penix and Peyton Ramsey, because Jack Tuttle is not going to be the guy. But if Ramsey and Penix are so close that they cannot be separated over the course of two and a half weeks of practice, either there's a problem with your eyeballs and your football acumen, or you got some other kind of agenda at work here. And I'm not sure which is the case with Tom Allen and his coaching staff and these two quarterbacks. And that Tuttle hadn't been eliminated, at least to the media. Yeah, it's a two-day, and, and it has in their minds, and you know that. Because Kalen DeBoer last week told us, you know, well, the two guys, and then he kind of, there's a follow-up question. So Tuttle's been eliminated? Oh, no, 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 no. Didn't mean to imply that. Well, imply that you did, and correctly, because that guy is not a starting college quarterback right now, not at his level of development. He is, is not the guy. I'm telling you, he's not the guy, after watching him deal with the media on several occasions, he's not the kind of guy who's going to lead a huddle to a successful play. That is just not going to happen. Penix, that's a different issue. Ramsey, different issue. Ramsey doesn't throw the ball hard enough. He's not going to be able to make the hard throws to allow your offense to be successful. Penix is really the only answer at this time as to who the starting quarterback should be at Indiana, but still Tom Allen not telling us what that is. And so when is he going to make a decision? And actually, here's another good question. Will he make a decision? If they go up against Ball State in 12 days at Lucas Oil Stadium and the starting quarterback gets off to a a rough start, let's say he throws a pick six, God forbid, right? Although we love Ball State too. So the guy throws a pick six and otherwise is two for eight for 19 yards. All of a sudden, is Tom Allen going to say, you know what? We might have screwed this up, boys. Let's get Penix, let's go. Or Ramsey, let's go. At what point is this really going to be a decision? He said that this wasn't going to be a shared responsibilities thing. And once he makes a decision, that decision is going to be made. Has he made it? And if he hadn't, why not? And uh, you know what? This is so Indiana football, isn't it?
honest to God, they better win six games. And I'm not saying that Tom Allen should be on the hot seat. What I'm saying is that this season seems like same old, same old. There's no reason to believe that this season is going to be any different than any of the previous. How many, They've had one winning season going back a quarter century, for God's sake. They went seven and six one time in the last quarter century. That isn't good, as the great Jersey Johnny says. That isn't good. Um, let's talk about college basketball for a minute. I wrote about this at KentSterling.com today about fixing college basketball, and the fix is absolutely obvious to anybody who's around college basketball, uh, but that is a fix that is not going to be embraced at the school level, and so it's not going to be embraced at the NCAA level because the schools, they're the members of the NCAA, and they drive the rulemaking for the NCAA. It's not Mark Emmert deciding, hey, we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and we're going this way and that way. It's the schools, athletic directors, university presidents, all sitting down on their different committees and deciding what the rules are going to be. There's some coaches' committees, too, and some committees where student-athletes are involved as well. But it's the members that drive the rules and, and make the rule book. That's why the rule book's so screwy. If you had one guy doing this, if you had Mark Emmert making the rules, Mark Emmert takes all the slings and arrows, man. But I'm telling you that Mark Emmert, would, if you gave him autonomy to make rules in any way that he saw fit, he would clean this stuff up in an afternoon, and I'll tell you how you do it. You eliminate the sponsorship money from shoe companies to the schools. You turn off that spigot of cash, And all of a sudden, things get cleaned up in a second. Because what's going on, and we heard about it last week with Nike authorizing a $35,000 or more payment to Zion Williamson, $20,000 to Romeo Langford, $15,000 to an unnamed player. That's not happening. If the shoes don't need eyeballs to justify the exorbitant amount of money that they're pouring into these schools in total over $300 million. And to one school, the leader in the clubhouse is UCLA at $9 million in cash per year and then more than $3 million each year in stuff, jerseys, helmets, the shoes, all the stuff that all those athletes need. There's Under Armour with all of that stuff to UCLA, any, at the, to the tune of more than $3 million. There's got to be something else there, too. $3 million worth of shoes, that's a hell of a lot of shoes. That's like 30,000 pairs of shoes. That's a lot of shoes. Anyway, if you eliminate the money from the shoe company to the schools, you eliminate the uh, advantage gained by them in paying athletes and their families to steer a kid toward a school that they sponsor. And that's it. Boom. Done. Shoe money. Gone. And because of that, those rules are never violated again, and they're not even really rules. You've got student-athletes who cannot accept impermissible, obviously, impermissible benefits. That's why it's impermissible. However, if if you cut off the flow of cash to the schools, then there's going to be no reason for the school guy or the shoe guy to run around the corner to find, you know, Uncle John and give him all that cash in a sack. There's just not. So, and, and what is broken anyway? 
is is kind of a good question. Why do we think that this this protocol is somehow criminal, and why has it been criminalized by the NCAA? Because here's the deal. The shoes are getting what they want, and that's they're funneling players to teams so those teams get on TV more often and they got a better chance of going to the Final Four where all the eyeballs are affixed on their logo, right? The players, they're getting some cash. Their family getting some cash. They're the ones wearing the shoes. They're the ones sporting the logos. They're the ones winning games. The coaches, they get what they want, right? Their athletic department is getting a lot of money because of their team's success. So they're wearing the logo on uh, shirts and stuff and wearing the shoes. And so as a result, they get what they want. The schools, they obviously get what they want. So who's the loser here? The fan isn't the loser. We still watch the games, and we still enjoy the games, right? So we've got the players who are getting money from the shoes. Nobody loses there. You've got the shoes who are giving money willfully to the players. They're happy to do it. They don't lose. The schools are getting as much as $9 million a year in cash and as much as $3.5 million in swag. The schools are happy. And the fans get to watch college basketball, whether or not they subscribe to this illusion of amateurism or not, they're still enjoying the games. I don't know why any of this is illegal. Nobody is harmed, right? Nobody is is rendered so angry they can't watch the games anymore, at least I would hope. I don't understand. I don't know like rules should be enacted to level the playing field. The playing field among the power five schools is relatively level, right? Look at UCLA. In the last ten years, what have they done to remain relevant as a college basketball or a college football program? All that money. All that money had made UCLA a champion in football or men's college basketball. All the money that Indiana gets, they're virtually irrelevant in men's college basketball at this point and completely irrelevant in football, the most irrelevant program in uh, the Power Five schools, among the Power Five schools. All that money, it, it doesn't buy winning. And the money to the players doesn't buy winning either. Look at, how about Romeo Langford? Okay, Adidas gives Tim Langford, Romeo's dad, a whole bunch of money to run a summer basketball program the summer before Romeo's senior year. So Adidas gives Tim a lot of money to run that program. What did Indiana get? Indiana got a kid who averaged 16 points a game as a freshman, but that team didn't even go to the NCAA tournament. So I don't want to hear about an imbalance, a competitive imbalance, because I think that's a pure canard. I don't think it exists. I think it's a lie. Canard means lie. If you've watched The Natural, right, with Robert Redford, and he's talking to the judge, the judge said that this is how I learned things. It's all about movies. If not for TV and movies, I don't think I'd have any vocabulary at all. He says, yeah, that's a pure canard. Well, what's that mean? It means a prevarication. What's that mean? A lie, Mr. Hobbs. Okay, now I got two synonyms for lie for the rest of my life. This is why you watch movies. This is why you have your kids stare at a TV for 18 hours a day because they get to learn some things. And if they watch Seinfeld, they get to develop a sense of humor. Isn't that nice? Anyway, college basketball is not broken. 
I don't think it needs to be fixed. I think that the rules are ridiculous. What you need to do, if anything, is eliminate about 90% of the rules because nobody can follow them anywhere. And the only loser there, the giant overblown compliance staffs at Power 5 universities, you got more compliance people than you do coaches, for God's sake. That, that is ridiculous because the rules are way too damn hard to follow. That's the problem with college basketball. I'm glad we got to the bottom of it, as we do every afternoon on Sports and Other But Sports. We'll hear from Frank Reich tomorrow from the Colts Complex. We'll hear about the Colts virtually all week long. I want to talk about the Cubs, too. Cubs won last night 7-1. to they, had, they got a great performance from Jose Quintana last night. Their starting pitching has either been abysmal or terrific. John Lester was good on Saturday. Quintana, great on Sunday. Hugh, Hugh Darvish is finally earning his money for the Chicago Cubs. Anyway, we'll talk about the Cubs a little bit later in the week and every single morning on Breakfast with Kent. Facebook Live, 8 o'clock, then on Periscope Live at about 8.15. It's a show so nice we do it twice. I can't wait to talk to you tomorrow. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry. Join me. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.